Blackhawks Live. It always helps when you win. Go Blackhawks! That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Let's pull back the curtain, go behind the scenes of your favorite hockey team. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Here's Chris Bowden and Nick Gismondi. Well, we had to wait an extra 48 hours or so to get on this week, but uh, as I said a moment ago, better late than never. Welcome into Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Chris Bowden and Nick Gismondi, pleased to be with you over the course of the next hour. We'll be joined in a few minutes by the one, the only, uh, Dominic Kubalik. But uh, let's at least touch base with Nick out in those uh, Rocky Mountain, uh, in his Rocky Mountain way, if you will. What, snow out there? We're sitting oh, here just reveling in 60 and 70 degree weather, preventing Nick from getting his sticks out, I guess, this week. So jealous. So jealous. Yeah, it was nice. It, it was goes in degrees. cycles. Yeah, it's like, come on. It was 80 degrees here on Monday, and it snowed three inches yesterday. I'm like, give me a break already. Right. So, well, But everything else is good. So, uh, Hawks, uh, since we last spoke here, and by the way, let's let's uh, announce this right off the bat. Next week's show will be on Tuesday, since the Blackhawks are playing on Monday. So make a note of that on your calendar, since I wasn't able to do that to you last Monday, uh, that this was a Wednesday show. But two and two since we uh, last had a show, splitting versus Carolina, losing at Nashville, then coming back with a nice 4-2 win uh, last night uh, against the Dallas Stars here. And uh, it's been talked about, and we dare not say this in front of Jeremy, because his favorite phrase is, if you look too far ahead, you're going to get hit by a bus. <laughs> We've used that a couple times in the pre- and post-game with Troy. Great, but, by the way. But this is, this is a, a six-game stretch that started last night here against teams below you, trying to chase you down, particularly the first two opponents here in Dallas and Columbus. So uh, take care of business. Try and put your, your foot on these teams' neck, deliver a knockout punch, and try to build momentum for what will be, you know, a, a daunting stretch once again. Once after these uh, next six games are over with, Nick. Yeah, and listen, there's there's ten points, uh, very very valuable, very attainable ten points that are on the line right now. So you know, Dallas seems to really be back on their heels a little bit, which is encouraging for for Blackhawks fans. Uh, you know, if 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 Chicago can do what I think they can do tomorrow and pull off a win there, that really puts Dallas in a tough spot to make the playoffs. Obviously, you know they've got some games in hand because of all the COVID problems they had earlier, and then obviously the you know the snowstorm that hit them. So I just think they're a little too jammed up and. You know Tyler Sagan not around, so there's just some things going on with Dallas right now that have sort of kind of changed their trajectory. Columbus super hot against Tampa uh, the, the, the last few games, but <laughs> they're always out. hot against Tampa. Yeah, I don't know what happens. It, right? It's the same thing with Nashville against against Chicago. Yeah. Right, it's a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team. So if you can really pick up some points here, and then you've got obviously you know two in Detroit against the Wings before you take on Nashville three more times. Yeah, I like it right now. I really like it right now, and I think that these guys are rolling good and. Kirby looks like he's playing really good. I know we're going to touch on it later, but love seeing him get some time with uh, with the Brinkett and, and, and Kaner, and that line was obviously firing, especially last night. So, listen, you know me. I'm always positive, Bodes, but I, I like the way these guys are trending right now. I really do. As far as the fourth-place standings are concerned, Nashville at 43. They have two regulation wins in hand over the Blackhawks, and, of course, uh, that's just overall the head-to-head season series. The Blackhawks need to do something about that in those three meetings down the road. 
road that will come consecutively. Then it's the Hawks at 41 points, two behind the Preds, Columbus at 38, and Dallas at 36. Those are your standings as we begin this edition of Blackhawks Live. Also, the Blackhawks made a significant announcement earlier today concerning their top minor league affiliate, and we'll circle back to that as well before we sign off here at 8 o'clock. An important thing to touch on, too. But time for our first break here on Blackhawks Live. When we come back, we will be joined by Dominic Kubalik. Again, you're listening to Blackhawks Live, presented by Chevy Drive, Chicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taze drive on 720 WGN. Kubalik battling there with Haskinen. The puck taken by Cogliano. He'll spin it down behind the hawk net. Blake Como's got it there. Como around to the left circle, put it out to the line. Picked off by Hinnestrosa. Leads a two-on-one break with Kubalik over the Stars line. Got it over to Kubalik. He shoots, he scores! Oh, a perfect pass from Hinnestrosa right onto the tape of the stick of Kubalik, and he snapped it low. And under the stick of Oninger, and the Hawks lead 2-1. to one. And for Vinny Hinnestrosa, that's his first point on the season. Welcome back to Chicago, Vinny. That's as you heard it last night here on 720 WGN. John Wideman with the call as part of the 4-2 victory over Dallas. Welcome back into Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. It's Chris Bowden. It is Nick Ismondi. And we are pleased to welcome in the guy just uh, coming off a fantastic 30-goal rookie campaign that earned him third place in the Calder Trophy voting. And third is where he stands this season on the Blackhawks in goals, assists, and points. We welcome in Dominic Kubalik to the show. Dominic, thanks for taking some time. And uh, first of all, off of that highlight, how'd you like uh, being on a line with, uh, with the new guy? Vinny, it seemed to mesh pretty quickly there last night. Hey guys, uh, yeah, uh, it's been fun. You know, uh, we just had uh, one practice together, which is uh, which is not that much, but but uh, right away in the game, you know, you you can see and you can feel like that uh, uh, it could be pretty good together. So so I'm really happy that uh, you know because it wasn't uh, it wasn't easy for Vinny, you know, after after the drive uh, from uh, from from Florida. <laughs> So he was saying that uh, uh, you know his legs uh, wasn't the best, but uh, I didn't I didn't see it. So so he was flying. He played a really good game. So so uh, really happy that uh, uh, especially our line uh, uh, helped the team with the with the huge win against Dallas. You know, uh, it, it's such a weird year, and Bodes, I know you and me have talked about this, but one of the things I miss the most in this COVID era is my, my conversations with Kubi after practice, even if it wasn't for, like, a, like a story or a report. Like, I would always just kind of pick Kubi's brain a little bit. So, Kubi, I miss you, buddy, first of all, uh, and hopefully we'll be back together soon here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we do too. Tell me a little bit about this this stretch. Seventeen games to go. You guys were a little bit hot and cold, but overall, it's been a it's been a it's been an exciting year for the Chicago Blackhawks and and for you as well. You picked up right where you left off. You're playing great hockey. What's the mentality of this group as you approach these these last seventeen games to to get yourselves into that 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 fourth playoff spot? Well. Uh... I think uh, obviously the first first couple of games uh, uh, were uh, were pretty tough. You know, we were in the situation that we lost like two uh, two top uh, centers, so so uh, didn't really know like how, how the lineups gonna look like. But uh, you know, we I think we uh, we came back uh, pretty quick uh, in, uh, in in Florida. You know, to regroup and uh, start playing the way we wanted. And uh, for, for since that, I think uh, we've been doing a pretty good job, uh, you know, just uh, being together, you know, play like a team, you know, that uh, relentless, uh, you know, work ethic. Uh, most of the nights, uh, I think we did it. Uh, we did it for 100. percent So, 
So I think that's uh, that was huge for us. And uh, right now, you know, heading to the last like 17 games in the season, obviously it's huge because uh, like every single team, we had some up and downs. But I think we're uh, we are in a pretty good spot, and uh, I think it's it's in our hands to you know. Uh, to handle it, so uh, hopefully uh, we're going to stick with it, and uh, I think we have a big chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, and coming out of that that challenging month or so, um, uh, you, you know, despite like coming out of it, you know, not getting as many of the results that you really wanted. What we keep hearing from Jeremy is we are still in a good spot. We control our own fate. Uh, how important is that? Uh, verbal and and mental reinforcement, especially with with uh, so many young and inexperienced guys on the roster, as you're, you know, a, uh, confront a little bit of adversity through this schedule. You know, continuing to show the faith in these kids, continuing to throw them out there on the ice. How much is that positive reinforcement in a sense of, of yeah, we're, we're still right there and have an opportunity to take this playoff spot. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think that's, that's that's exactly right. Like Jeremy said, like we're we're right there, you know. And uh, we just can't show up like we're gonna uh, you're gonna you know win those games. We just gotta do the things we did. What's gonna bring us success, and that's the work ethic, you know, and and be skating, you know. And I think I think for us, like younger guys, like I don't really think that I'm a, I'm a younger guy, but I'm still still you know it's my second <laughs> season, so I feel like. Uh, it's it's still us, you know, like a young team, and uh, we just gotta have a motivation to make a playoffs because it's a different hockey there. Like I remember, I, I remember last year, even if there was no fans, like the level of hockey was much higher. So uh, you can learn there so much and so quick, and it's gonna help you. So so uh, I think it's pretty exciting that uh, we're we're in the spot that uh, we're not like uh, already thinking like okay, uh, you know, feel feel sorry or feel, uh, feel bad for ourselves. So I think it's. Uh, it's great. Uh, I think we're in a, we're in a good spot, and uh, yeah, it's it's just exciting, you know. Kubi, without being there and, and kind of picking up on the vibe in the locker room, which is something that I obviously I, I do miss, but it feels like you guys are are having fun and and that the mood is light and that there isn't a ton of overt pressure on you. And and maybe if there there is pressure from the outside, you guys aren't feeling it or responding to it. Am I am I close on that? Is that sort of the vibe with you guys right now in the room? I think the wife is pretty good, you know, uh, since the day one of the training camp. I think, you know, uh, a couple of young guys, you know, new guys, like everybody are together, you know, there's uh, uh, just, it just feels like so human, you know, there's no, uh, lots of fun out there, you know, having fun on, on, on the practice, you know, you having fun with the competing on the ice, which is, which is huge too. You know, obviously we've been uh, uh, on a pretty, pretty good run. So uh, it, that makes it uh, a, a lot better, right? But uh, then I think uh, even if we were not like winning those games, we still were, you know, for that, that was still pretty even games. So, so uh, which is, you know, just gives you a confidence that you can play against everybody. You know, if, if like I just remember the game against uh, against Tampa, we were like, okay, Tampa, obviously Stanley Cup champions, but. You can play with those guys, you know. So that's great that, uh, that when you realize that you can play against those teams, you're just uh, you're just trying to take advantage and learn from that. So so I think it's uh, it's been pretty good and it's been fun. So so uh, we still got uh, some some work to do and uh, we're still gonna keep going. Yeah, starting tomorrow night against uh, Dallas, or I should say continuing uh, against Dallas tomorrow night. You know, uh, so much of your success last season came uh, when you were playing on a line with Jonathan and Brandon and. 
You show up for a one-week training camp uh, in January, and neither of those guys is there. You know, on top of the fact that the league now is very well aware of you after what you accomplished in your rookie season, uh, was that any type of mental hurdle to deal with or overcome early in the season, knowing the guys you enjoyed so much success with weren't there, and uh, you know you had to kind of start over from scratch with with some new faces. Granted, you probably played with some of them last season, but to, to kind of reestablish your game and picking up where it left off last season. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. The beginning was uh, was tough uh, because uh, you know you got used to play with with those guys, and now it's with Taser, you know, one of the best uh, in. Uh, in the league, so uh, he makes it uh, so easier for wh- whoever is playing with him. So, so, and I think the chemistry was there with me, uh, him, and Sader. Sader, you know, I I think we uh, we were pretty pretty similar players, and I think we uh, we help each other a lot during the season. So, so I think uh, obviously it was uh, was tough, you know, when uh, when you know that your line is not there, so you gotta find a new guys, you know, to get used to it. You know, quick as possible because you knew before the season it's going to be a short season, just 56 games. So, so you got to learn and uh, get used to it as quick as possible because you don't want to, you know, lo- lose any games. So, so uh, yeah. But uh, I just try to, you know, uh, do my best, play my game, just just to be me. You know, obviously I I know that it's going to be it, it's going to be tough to you know to make another great season because obviously they the, the 30 goals. Uh, it was great, but you know, you're trying to put a uh, little pressure. You know, you, you got some acceptation uh, from from yourself, but uh, you don't want to, you know, think about it too much because uh, that's gonna hurt you. So, so uh, I just try to do my best, and I think so far, so far it's okay. You know, obviously, uh, I always want more, so <laughs> so it would be nice to have uh, to have more, but uh, yeah. I'm just happy that uh, you know we're doing good like a team, and uh, uh, I'm still learning, so so uh, it, it, it's still gonna be good. Well, you you kind of answered my next question that I was gonna ask you about. I'll, I'll rephrase and adjust on the fly a little bit. You, you you are so easygoing, and I know that last year was obviously a spectacular season for you with with 46 points and 30 goals and 68. But what 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 do you? With the adjustment that this year is a shortened season, and that there were some different things that kind of came into play, and new teammates and etc. What what do you set yourself up as a goal, like in your mind? Because I know you think about that. So wh- where where in your mind does Dominic Kubalik need to be, or do, where do you want him to be in order to to, to feel like you have a, a successful season? Well, uh, first thing, obviously, it's to uh, you know. Uh, I didn't really set the bar like about the about the goals or about the points or anything like that. I just tried to be, uh, you know, to to have that like high standard every game. You know, to uh, not uh, because I, I just remember last year that I had uh, pretty good games. Then then I had a stretch of games where uh, you know I didn't play good. So so I just want to like uh, keep it like more con- uh, consistent. So so uh, I think that was the first point for me what I was trying to focus on. And right now I can say that. Uh, obviously, the, like every single uh, team, every single player has that uh, those up up and downs in the season when you know pucks not going their way. But that's that's okay. But you got to bring something different to, the, to to help the team success. You know, so uh, that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, obviously, obviously, I know what's my role on the team. 
So, so uh, yeah, I'm still trying to use my shot, use my speed, and uh, help the team like that. Hey, well, 13 goals through 40 games. I'm no math wizard, but that's that's pretty much on spot on to what your yeah. what your pace was yeah. was last year. So uh, keep setting the bar high. Hey, as we let you go, I should have probably done some research through through the media relations guys just to double check this. But is Rocky still around? Oh yeah, he is. He Rocky, is. Rocky, the baddest Chihuahua in all of Chicago. For sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. How's he been behaving lately? Is he uh, is is he a little he, bit more docile? Have you trained him, or is he still growling at uh, no, every no, stranger no, that passes by? There, there is no way to train Chihuahua, to be honest. So, so Those dogs uh, he's scared uh, me to death. he's uh, he's been great. You know, obviously the winter was tough because he is uh, you know he doesn't really want to be in the snow, but. He, <laughs> He's great, so so really happy that I can have him. Yeah, uh, he's your enforcer out on the streets of Chicago. I'd imagine your <laughs> oh, your, yeah. your bodyguard. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, well, head up. <laughs> good 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 to hear Rocky's doing well, and uh, you continue to do well. And uh, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, on an off night here to join us here on Blackhawks Live. We truly appreciate it. Thanks a bunch on behalf of Nick and myself, and uh, go get him tomorrow night against Dallas. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one, guys. All right. Dominic Kubalik joining us here on Blackhawks Live <laughs> with a shout-out to Rocky. And uh, we have another oh half God. hour to go here on Blackhawks Live presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. We're going to go to the mail bag or the tweet oh. bag or the social media bag. We asked you on social media to uh, shoot some questions our way since uh, we have an open road ahead of us here over the course of the next half hour going up until 8 o'clock. So we'll answer some of those questions, Nick and myself, when we resume on 720 W. Jen. Yeah, John's on deck, or he's uh, on the bench ready to jump over the boards here, coming up at uh, 8 o'clock here on 720 WGN. But for the here and now, you're listening to Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. Chris Bowden, Nick Ismondi, and now it is time to go to our listener uh, tweet mailbag or something like that. Uh, since we have uh, don't have a second guest here this week, and we've done this, uh, uh, did this a couple of weeks ago as well. We open things up to questions from our listeners. So let's uh, let's dive in without further ado, Nick. And we got to start with our guy Brandon, uh, Hello, a very Brandon. loyal listener. We have a lot of loyal listeners out there, but, but Brandon, who got in trouble for listening to us on at his yeah. job uh, recently, and we offered to to call up his boss and have a stern word with him or two. But uh, I think he politely declined. But anyway, the uh, first question from Brandon is, of the remaining 16 games left on the schedule, how many games do you think the Hawks must win in order to make the playoffs? Nick, I'll, uh, I'll let you try this one first. Put a number on it. Well, I mean, listen, if we're looking at the schedule, you got 17 games. I think that... You know, you've got the game against Dallas, as I said earlier. You got Columbus, and then Detroit, the Nashville, and then those Florida games. I think that if you really want to pull this thing off, I, I think you, I think you got to win more than half of them. So I, I'm going to say you need, you need, you need a good, you need a good 15 to 20 points. So you know, I, I'm going to say it's probably 12 games, and that really is the wild card here. And I'm thinking at least 10 or 11. Um, yep. And, and yep. you know, Kelvin DeHaan was talking yesterday about. Just what a mess it is! Is you go home after a game, you look at the scores. You know, a lot of these Central Division teams are also playing at the same time. So you yeah. go home, you check your phone, you look at the scores, and there are so many three-point games. Yeah. Uh, and that's what has really hurt the Hawks during the recent stretch is, is they weren't weren't able to push games into overtime to at least salvage something out of it. So I'm thinking minimum ten or eleven, but you're going to need a whole lot of help. And and key to those ten or eleven is trying to figure out a way. 
to uh, have an upper hand finally on Nashville when you have that three-game set because that's the team you are directly chasing. You obviously need some help as well, but minimum 10-11, and, and you're going you're gonna to need a help as part of that mixture. It's, it's, it, it's kind of like the, the wrench in all this, the fact that you know, when, when teams push others in, in an only division alignment to, uh, to at least earn a point with some extra time, overtime, or shootouts, that, that's what really causes the confusion here, Nick. Yeah, and I think that we're going to look back on a couple of games down the stretch at the end of the season where, you know, the Hawks had it going into overtime where they were tied late in the third period and then lost that point. And if you if you miss out on the playoffs by one or two points, it's going to be those games that you're going to look back on and be like, oh, come mm-hmm. on. But And I also will adjust. You know, I thought it was going to come down to those last two games against Dallas. I think it will come down to those last two games against Dallas in terms of the Hawks needing to pick up four points there. But I think that the most important important stretch uh, comes the week of the 19th when they have the uh, the three in a row against the National Predators. I think that is going to be the stretch in the season, as you just said, that that will determine their fate. got to figure out a way to somehow beat yeah. the National Predators and score some goals against them as well. Uh, Margo uh, tweets at us, uh, if Taves is not able to come back... Who would uh, you and Nick name as the new captain? First and foremost, we certainly hope uh, Johnny will be uh, back. Uh, if not this season, you know, uh, finds a way to get through whatever he's getting through and he rejoins the team because he is, uh, you know, very clearly the guy who is and should wear the C. Now, yes. if this most unfortunate circumstance occurs, you know, you got to look at the guys who are wearing letters on their sweaters right now. And first and foremost, the guys who go furthest back and are the most accomplished are, are the three Stanley Cup winners in Patrick Kane and Duncan Keith. Now, I know about you, Nick. If it comes down, there are so many teams that don't have a guy wearing a C that just have multiple guys wearing the alternate right. captain uh, A on their sweaters. And, and I would think in this instance, uh, it, it would be something that would work work if I have to choose between the two just as a guy from a longevity standpoint who's been here longer and who is just as much a voice in the room and a leader by example I would go Duncan Keith but that would be a very difficult uh, decision to oh, for me yeah. to make that's not an easy call no no way um, but I listen I love the voice that that those two guys have I love Duncan Keith's presence, uh, you know, there's just an, an immense amount of respect for that guy in the room. And listen, Patrick Kane multiple times this year, uh, as the boys have said, has spoken up and has been a, has been a bigger voice in the room. So, you listen, that's a tough call. I, I watched the, the 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 multiple A system work in in Vegas for two years, and and that was a that was a very cohesive locker room and a very cohesive group, and they didn't have a captain uh, per se they didn't have anybody wearing the C they just had those A's and I think that's the direction that they would go for a little while in, in, in Chicago because it would be a very tough choice between uh, Duncan and, and Kaner and I, I will also say this um, you know I, I was asked for a couple of years who is going to be the next captain of the Blackhawks whenever Jonathan's playing days are over with long term and uh, I really didn't have an answer when you when you look throughout their system one guy uh, who has those those leadership qualities and, and has a voice, I think they have that now in Kirby Doc because, you know, um, uh, Grant, as long as Kane and Keith are around, uh, they are the primary voices. But uh, whenever those guys uh, should call it a career, and, and we certainly hope it's going to be a while, but as long as Kirby is around and healthy and producing, I definitely think that he is a candidate to become uh, the, the captain of the Chicago Blackhawks down the road. 
No question about it. Uh, Kirby is just I, – I gush about him a lot. You, you know, he – as I mentioned, Kubi's one of the guys I love talking to after morning skates and after practices, but but Kirby was the other one. And, and, and you can just tell he's got that. He's got the it factor. He's got the moxie. He's got the – He's got the voice. He's got the charisma. Um, you know, I think I think he's he's obviously a real hard worker, and he's he's smart, and he's he's a good kid. He's a good kid. It's 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 hard to put it a different way. So, yeah, I think down the road, Kirby Doc is a guy that you could you know you could expect to eventually potentially wear the seat for this team. And I, I would that's a guy that I would follow no problem. And, and throw Alex to bring in the mix too because yeah, you know he has absolutely. he has uh, he he's always been a good talker, always been vocal. I'm not sure how vocal he is in the room in terms of stepping up and speaking up. Loudly, but just by uh, by his actions, the example that he is setting out on the ice from the way he has taken his game from his rookie season, which was spectacular, to the way it is now. I mean, that shows leadership qualities in itself too. So, uh, and, and he's very deservedly we- wearing wearing an A on his sweater at what twenty two, twenty three yeah. years old. Yeah. So uh, good on Alex. Um, uh, our buddy down the hallway here, who now works at Gianna, used to work with uh, Mike over on the TV side as well during uh, our old uh, Comcast days, Mike, uh, tweeted at us, if you could mic up one all-time Blackhawks player for a game, who would it be? This comes on the heel of a pretty entertaining video that the Blackhawks <laughs> tweeted out with Nikita Zadorov mic'd up during a recent game, and you know that. some bleeps included. Nikita's <laughs> a, a very open, engaging, entertaining guy, and he is, he is fun to listen to, so if you haven't caught that already, uh, check out Blackhawks social media, because uh, you can get a kick out of that and i was i wanted to give this some more thought and perhaps peruse through the roster you know over the course of, of some some time yeah i have a couple guys uh first of all uh christopher steeg uh i would, I would love to heard him mic'd up when he was a member of the blackhawks during a, a couple of stanley cup runs uh, and a couple of other guys as well daniel carcillo i would have uh, loved to hear some of the chirping um, uh, of what uh, the car bomb uh, w- would have brought to the table, uh, and also going back a little bit further, Jeremy Roenick. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought yeah. Jr. might be an interesting <laughs> listener. I know there's some guys uh, who you know I- I'm forgetting off the top of my head. I really want to do a little bit more research than I got the opportunity to, to perhaps get some more ideas. If you guys have some ideas, tweet them at us because I'm sure you got some brilliant ones yourself. But uh, those are three that come to mind immediately. I don't know what you're thinking, Nick. Yeah, if I'm going with somebody, Jeremy's a Jeremy's a buddy of mine. I I, I think Jeremy's hilarious. I, I think Jeremy, you know, even when he's not, you know, in front of a microphone or or, or on the ice, he's a lot of laughs. So, I think Jeremy would be would be a guy that would be on that list for me. And uh, Burrish, I love yes. I love Burrish. Yeah, I would call, put a mic on Burrish all day long. He was he's always one of my favorite people to just laugh and joke around with. So I would put a microphone on Burrish, and I think it would be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I think that's a good call right there too. Um, uh, one more and. Our buddy uh, Katrina checked in just under the wire here, and uh, I know she's tweeting this out for very selfish reasons uh, because I know she has talked about uh, her desire for this to happen at some point this season. Um, But, uh, you know, she wants to ask if there is any chance that the fans could make it into the UC if the Blackhawks make it into the playoffs or even before. Katrina's uh, one of the great fans that uh, sits right below our broadcast booth. We've, you know, developed a relationship with her through social media and face to face as well. Um, here's what I, I do feel. It's not through any knowledge. 
you know, everything is in place. Uh, the steps have been taken, I, I would think, behind the scenes by both the Bulls and Blackhawks organizations, that if things were open up, uh, they have a plan in place that would just probably need to be looked over and get a seal of approval uh, for fans to be welcomed back in. My feeling, though, unfortunately, is is that if we were moving towards that, it has taken a step back, unfortunately, with some of the numbers that we have seen recently uh, spiking again. And now after another holiday in which some people, you know, whether, you know, safely or unwisely have taken it upon themselves to have larger gatherings and, and travel a whole lot more, uh, I think... Uh, if there, if there was a plan in place, uh, the brakes have been pumped with that right now until we see where these numbers go, because unfortunately they've been climbing here once again. I don't know what your thoughts are, Nick. Yeah, listen, obviously, you know, I echo the thoughts of you that it needs to be done, you know, in whatever the safest possible manner is, and that that's above my pay grade, but I, I hope that it, I hope that fans are able to return. I, you know, one of the craziest things for me last year was coming to this organization and coming from Vegas where that place, T-Mobile Arena, was just ruckus, loud, as loud as a place as I've ever seen. And I've covered the Olympic Games. I've been to World Cups. I've been all over the world covering sports. Nothing prepared me for that first night inside the United Center and the anthem from Jim and the fans and the cheering and the craziness. And it blows me away and it gave me chills. And thinking about it right now, it gives me chills. And I I know how much this team means to the city and I know how much the city means to this team. And it's a, it's a hand-in-hand walk down a path that right now just... I can feel it when I watch it on TV or when I listen to it on the radio, and I just I miss it, and I know the guys miss it, and I know the fans miss it. So uh, I hope with all of my heart that we figure this out and we're able to safely and quickly and effectively get as many people back in the building as we can because it's uh, it's a big part of the city, and it's a big part of that organization, and uh, I know the United Center needs it, too. Yeah, and I'm one of the lucky ones who's able to get in there and, and view the games in person, and uh, I will repeat what we've been saying all along. Yeah, with John and Troy, it is just not the same no. with uh, with all of you there. We're going to take another break here. When we come back, some, uh, some final thoughts, and uh, I'm going to go outside the box, uh, outside the sport, uh, when we uh, shut things down with Nick before we sign off here. You're listening to Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive on 720 WGN. And on that note, we welcome you back to Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Chris Bowden and Nick Ismondi taking down the home stretch of uh, this edition. And we wanted to get in the information, a significant announcement this morning that the Blackhawks and uh, the Ice Hogs, the city of Rockford, the state of Illinois, uh, have announced that the Blackhawks are purchasing their top minor league affiliate, who, by the way, are in action tonight right now. And um, it's an important development, the Blackhawks taking ownership. And it's not that the lines of communication or any, anything that they had been doing previously, that there was some kind of roadblock with the Ice Hogs, but you know, taking ownership of this team, which will also include uh, having some consistency structure from a marketing standpoint, not just the on-ice product, but from a business standpoint, it kind of streamlines everything so that uh, the Blackhawks organization is on the same page with their top minor league affiliate. I think it's a real important development, and uh, also some of that purchase will involve some renovations to the BMO Harris Bank Center, which is now 40 years old, by the way. But uh, good, again, on the Wirtz family for bringing everything here on a house and kind of everything under the same roof. It'll make life a whole lot easier. 
Yeah, I can't say enough about the, you know Rocky and Danny's commitment to the organization, to the city, to the to the sport of hockey. I, I mean, it's just a cool move. I was excited to see it happen. I know that it was rumored for a little while, and the BMO Harris Bank Center gets a nice renovation, twenty three mil into that. You know, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, it's it's a it's a really really cool thing. Um, you know, it's it's. I'm just so proud of this organization for doing what they've done throughout all of this, not only for the city, but, you know, for the organizations that are involved. And, you know, going back to, again, when I came here last year, it's all about family with this organization. I felt it right away. And and a move like this just proves just how committed and how much love uh, the Wirtz family has for for the organization and the city and the state. All right. Blackhawks are back in action tomorrow night, a rematch against the Dallas Stars. This really an opportunity to uh, deliver a knockout punch to the Stars, especially with another regulation victory like they did last night things of course got a little interesting but how, how many of these games whether it's the Blackhawks or any other team no matter where they stand in the standings how many of these games go down to the wire in the third period so the Blackhawks get another opportunity against the Dallas Stars tomorrow night a reminder to join us at 6 30 for the pregame the call with John and Troy coming up at seven and before we say uh, mm. good night and good week to Nick Ismondi and again we'll be back next Tuesday from seven to eight I got to go to Nick's uh, second love, the golf, and uh, the 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 granddaddy of them all. I don't know, but uh, the 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 azaleas are in bloom, and for the second yeah. time in five months, we will have a master. So, uh, you do some uh, some golf broadcast work. So I have to I have to ask you for a winner this week at Augusta, a contender. And a dark horse. Who you got? Uh, pimento sandwich in hand. Mm-hmm. I'm going uh, winner. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Justin Thomas. Okay. Uh, contender. Who attended a Blackhawks game within the last couple of years. Great say. guy. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's he's poised for it. I think he's ready. I think Justin Thomas is going to be the guy that comes away with the green jacket this year. Uh, I think my contender is going to be the new dad and and my buddy John Rom. So he, he made the big switch to Callaway, and, and Travis Matthew and, and, and his equipment is dialed in. He's a new dad. Uh, you know, when Rory became a new dad, he, he shot a 64. So I'm, I'm going with John Rahm to come out with a big one tomorrow morning in the opening. So he's my contender. And my dark horse, and I like this one a lot, and this guy actually might come away with the win, Lee Westwood. Okay. You heard it here first. Been around a while. Been around a while. So yeah, Thomas, yeah. always a, always a bridesmaid. Thomas, Rom, and Westwood. That sounds like a forward hockey line as well. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing it down. We're holding you to it, and All we right. will revisit uh, next Tuesday between seven and eight. Have a good week, buddy. Hey, boats. Thanks for everything, Curtis. Thank you, our producer. You guys are the best. I love you. I'll see you next week. All right, Nick is Mondi, and again, thanks to Dominic Kubalik and the Blackhawks Media Relations Department for setting that up. Our producer, Curtis Koch, Brett Jackson for spinning the dials, and to you for listening again next Tuesday from seven eight. Our next edition of Blackhawks Live coming up after the 8 o'clock news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom with David Jennings. It's John Landecker. Again, thanks for listening, everyone. Have yourself a great week.